At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome to VSIN tonight. Final hour of the show, which is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. For a lot of people, the college basketball season does not begin until the NFL playoffs or college football uh, start to wind down in uh, January. That's not true for me. It's not true for Wes Reynolds. not true for Greg Hoops-Peterson. We've been betting college hoops pretty much every night since early November. Greg Hoops-Peterson joins me on the show now. And uh, Hoops, I know you're busy recording your podcast tonight. Officially, how many games on the Saturday rotation? And uh, how long is your podcast going to be tonight? Oh, this one is going to be north of a five-hour slobber knocker. I'm through 68 games personally. I think that there's right around about 130 or so. That's a rough estimation. might be like two more or two less, but we're a little bit more than halfway through. It's a big, giant Saturday, and though it's a lot of work, these are some of the most rewarding days of the year, and if you do it right, they can be some of the most profitable days of the year. At GUnit underscore 81 on Twitter, a host of the Greg Peterson Experience, right after Wes and I host our show, VSEN tonight here weeknights on the Sports Betting Network. Greg, let's start at the top of the rotation, 601-602. Tennessee, the Vols are off a loss on the road, and they're on the road again as a favorite, laying eight at Georgia. Uh, any interest in the dog in this one? I think now that you're getting eight, that is my buy point on Georgia. I set this line at seven and a half personally, and I do think that Tennessee is going to be able to bounce back after they lost to a Mississippi State team that is very stout defensively. But this is a Georgia team that's playing a lot better right now. Russell Chaywell, the big man that comes in from South Florida, has been able to do a good job of being able to give this team something down low. And for Georgia, I recognize that Mike White wasn't the world's greatest coach at Florida. He was a clear upgrade from Tom Green. Let's call it what it is. And he's been able to get these guys firing out cylinders. They've got a guy in the backcourt that I really like, Noah Thomason, who came up 
from the non or from the mid major level over with the Metro Atlantic and Niagara. He's able to give the team a nice boost. He's got a lot of guys that they don't necessarily do one thing great, but they're just very versatile. I think that versatility is going to cause for some issues for the Tennessee team that has been a little bit more efficient on offense, but this just isn't the same Tennessee defense as well. And they're not the same team on the road as well. We already saw them give up 60 points and a half against North Carolina. I do think that things are going to be a little bit more buttoned down here. I'm going to be taking a look at the under as well as I'm right now seeing 144 and a half, even as high as the 146 out there. I think mm-hmm. we went a little bit too far there, but that said, I like the under and I do like this spot for Georgia catching eight plus. All right, Greg, the next one on the rotation, Seton Hall Butler and the Bulldogs off a big win on the road against Marquette. Now laying four and a half at Hinkle Fieldhouse, Seton Hall Butler. Yeah, this is a spot where I'm actually seeing a few fours out there as well, where you said at Circa is the best number at a four. Personally, I'd be willing to lay the four and a half with Butler, but get that four if at all humanly possible because this Butler team has been able to do a really good job with Posh Alexander coming back into his own. You could tell that that was not the real Posh Alexander last year, trying to pair him up with Andre Grabel. I don't know what St. John's was thinking. That said, this is a Butler team that they've got a lot of good three-point shooting around them because that's the one issue with Posh Alexander doesn't shoot it well from three. When you pair him up with guys like DJ Davis and company, that's been rock solid. And for Seton even though they've been an okay rebound rate team, really their lone main big man has been Jaden Bediaco. And this has been a Seton Hall team that has been highly inconsistent from three-point range. Kadari Richmond is a touchy suffer, but he only shoots right in the neighborhood about 35% from three-point range. And the one way that you're really able to take it to this Butler team is by being able to hit your threes. I think that this is just a little bit of a rough deal ordeal for them. So, this is a spot where I do look at Butler, like I said, try to get that four at Circa, if at all humanly possible. And I do think that because Seton Hall comes up short with their threes, they also have a good position here for the under semi-total more on 143. Greg, let's go to 607-608. The Wisconsin Badgers got a serious shot here to win the Big Ten. They've uh, won at Michigan State and Ohio State, and they're 4-0 in the conference. And uh, they're laying 6.5 at Circa, 7.5 at some other spots to the Northwestern Purple Cats in Madison, uh, what's your handy quick handicap of the Northwestern Wisconsin matchup? Yeah, this is one where if you like Northwestern, you're probably miss the boat at eight and a half, which was the opener. I thought that there was a little bit of value. That's now gone. Like you said, the best number is over there at circa at a six and a half. And I like this Wisconsin team at home. They're now a top 35 team in terms of points scored on a per possession basis. And John Blackwell, the freshman has been able to shoot 48% from three par inch and for Northwestern. This defense just has not been the same. Even in that game against Michigan State, they were getting a little bit cooked on defense as well. They've only got one guy that gives you north of five rebounds, Barnheiser, outside the top two order in terms of rebound rate. Having to go up against both Stephen Crawl and Tyler Wall, I think that that's a rough matchup. And as we know, it's Northwestern. They're not going to turn the ball over, but guess who else doesn't? Wisconsin. These are two of the top 30 teams in terms of fewest turnovers on a per possession basis with Wisconsin having by far the better low post play and by far the better rebounding. I do think that that allows Wisconsin to be able to cover this number. Personally, I made my number seven half. So you get down to a seven or less. Mm-hmm. I think that there's value with Wisconsin. So on the land. Greg, let's go to six eleven, six twelve. NC state of Louisville stunning win for the Cardinals at Miami. And here they are seven and a half or eight point home dogs to NC state. 
if I like NC State in this spot. NC State, the number one team in the country in terms of fewest turnovers on a per-possession basis. They play very smart. They don't have a lot of rebounding, which means that Brendan Huntley Hatfield, who's been able to give this Louisville team right around about eight or so rebounds per game, should be able to do a relatively solid job there. But I just always have trepidation with this Louisville team. Kenny Payne clearly has no idea what he's doing as a coach. I mean, the guy sometimes doesn't even know he's putting into the game. It's been that bad for them, man. For Louisville, they were able to get the win against Miami, but not Miami just had a little bit of a cold night. I just chalked that up as a little bit more of an outlier. Meanwhile, you've got an NC State team that has a guy like a DJ Turn It Up Horn who's able to shoot well north of 40% from three-point range. I really like the way that NC State has been able to do so much good things out there in the backcourt. And with this Louisville team just being undisciplined, turning the ball over nearly 13 times for contests, even with them being at home, which their home court environment has not really boded too much for them in recent years. I'm going to be one to lay with NC State, set them as a nine and a half point favorite. All right, Greg Hoops-Peterson with us. And uh, Greg, I'll go down the rotation a little further here in a minute, but I want to throw one more from the ACC at you. As Syracuse, a live dog, catching 13 at North Carolina. The Tar Heels have been hot. The Tar Heels have been hot, and what's really been good for the Tar Heels, how about their defense? Giving up 60 points or fewer in each of the last four games. I can't remember the last time that happened. I mean, right. I think we have to go back to the Dean Smith days for that, but that said, this is a Syracuse team that I do think is going to be a line in there. I like Judah Mincer. Main score has been able to give me about 18 and a half points per contest. Now, it's a Syracuse team that's going to lose battle on the glass. Armando Baycoat, we all know what he's capable of, and Harrison Ingram. He did a really good job in their most recent game as well, putting up a very quality double-double. But Syracuse has done a much better job being able to guard the three-pointer this season. R.J. Davis, he's been pretty incredible for this UNC team shooting in the high 30s from three-point range. He's been able to chip in there about 20 points per contest. But I feel like the Syracuse team is a little bit better defensively than they have been in past years. I do think that North Carolina is still going to get theirs. They've gotten to at least 75 points at, I believe, all but one of their games thus far this season. But I think that this number is a little bit too high for a Syracuse team that can generate some turnovers. So I like the points with Syracuse. I felt like this line should have been closer to about 11, 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking, too. How about Oklahoma, Kansas, and the Jayhawks, uh, six-and-a-half-point home favorites? Greg, a week ago, the Jayhawks needed some help from the officials to escape against TCU at Allen Fieldhouse. How about Oklahoma, Kansas? This is one where I actually just posted up this write-up about an hour or two ago. This was at five and a half when I posted it. I'm going to play this up to eight. I like Kansas laying this number because Oklahoma has just not been the same on the road rather than at home. They're giving up 18 more points per one-hour possessions when they're in a road slash record environment rather than when they're at home. And this is a Kansas team that at home, they shoot north of 41% from three in a road slash record environment, more around 32% from distance. And I just don't know who on Oklahoma is going to be able to match up with Hunter Dickinson, who he's not going to continue to shoot 53% from three-point range, but he's been able to do an incredible job on the glass. And Kevin McCullough, he's really the unsung hero for Kansas. He does it all, like 19 points, six-plus boards, four assists, keeps things flowing. And this is an Oklahoma team that I just still have my issues with them a little bit in general. You just mentioned it with regards to the refs in a close game. They're going to be calling those fouls in, in favor of Kansas as well. Just really hard to be able to pull out of cover. We don't see back-to-back clunkers often from this Kansas team. I think Bill Self is going to have these guys really fired up after the loss. So this is a spot where with Kansas, I'm going to be willing to lay the number, and I'm willing to lay up to eight with it. Okay, I can see that. Kansas minus six. You can play that right now. Uh, Greg, the Jayhawks just lost at Central Florida. BYU a week ago was overwhelmed in the second half at home by Cincinnati. That was a surprise in Provo. Now BYU a four-and-a-half, five-point favorite at UCF. 
Really interesting game here, 681-682. Yeah, and these are two of the top 10 teams in all of college basketball in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. And you don't need to go too far to see how difficult it is to play on the road in the Big 12 because you just mentioned it with Kansas. They lose on the road against Central Florida. And I don't think Central Florida pulls off back-to-back upsets, but I set this number at four. We're seeing a lot of four and a half. I've seen some fives out there as well. I'm going to be willing to take the points. It is a BYU team that away from home, they're just not the same as they are at home. They're giving up north of 15 points more per runner in possessions when they are away from home. And Central Florida does a really good job down low with Abrima Diallo being able to give you some block shots. The team has done a nice job of being able to guard the arc as well. I feel like BYU and a lot of their metrics are a little bit of a byproduct of playing some weak out-of-conference competition as well. So I do think that Central Florida, a live dog, not something that I want to take on the money line, but being able to get anything north of four, I'm going to take the points with Central Florida. All right, that's Greg Hoops-Peterson. A lot more on the podcast. All right, Greg, where can people find your uh, College Hoops podcast? And it's going to be a monster. You said about a five-hour edition tonight, right? Yes, sir. You can find it wherever your podcast go and search Coast to Coast Hoops or you go to visa.com slash podcast. It's up there as well. Wherever you find good podcasts, you're able to find it there. Just search Coast to Coast Hoops and you're going to get a five-hour whopper in your inbox, midnight Pacific, 3 o'clock a.m. Eastern. Coast to Coast Hoops. And Greg, you're going to have a bunch of plays up on the VSIM Pro page tonight as well, I'm sure, right? Oh, absolutely. You can probably expect like 15 plus of them. It is going to be locked and loaded. All right, Greg, always appreciate the time. Get back to work, man. Thanks a lot. Oh, I oh, I will. Thank you so much, Brad. That's Greg Hoops-Peterson. And uh, if you haven't listened to his podcast, it's an experience. Check it out. He goes through every game on the college hoops rotation. Come back and talk a little bit more NFL betting, actually a lot more NFL betting talk as we look ahead to the playoff games. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
looking for a betting edge through the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl? The VSIN experts have got you covered. You can become a VSIN Pro subscriber today, get access to our daily best bets. We're talking about the VSIN Pro plays. We put our best bets up there overnight. Wes Reynolds, Greg Hoops Peterson, uh, prolific in how many plays they put up on that page. I'm going to put some college hoops plays up there tonight to go with uh, NFL best bets. So you get the best bets from all the show hosts and guests. You also get the betting splits page on vcin.com. Shows you where the money is moving basically in all the games on vcin.com. That's updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes, the betting splits page. Plus 24-7 video access. You can watch all these shows live or the replays up on vcin.com. Sign up today. Get your first 30 days for only $9.99. See everything VSIN has to boost your betting game. VSIN.com slash subscribe to sign up now. All right, back here on VSIN tonight. Going to take a look at the NFL playoff card again, and we're going to handicap it with Scott Kellen, uh, Las Vegas contest champ and a professional handicapper at 8.30 Pacific, so stick around for that. Saturday in the first game, Browns and Texans. Not a highly appealing matchup. I think Joe Flacco's got to be the NFL comeback player of the year for what he's done off the couch, off the street, to come back to the Browns, lead them to the playoffs. They're two-point favorites on the road at Houston. And this is a spot where the Browns blew out the Texans a few weeks ago. But C.J. Stroud was not a quarterback in that game. It's going to be a different story. I did hear John Murray, the Westgate Superbook uh, director, saying that there's been sharp money flowing on the Texans this week. At two and a half. DraftKings had three, plus three on the Texans early in the week, and that three has disappeared. That would have been my play on this game. I did not bet it, but Texans plus three be the way I would have played it at this current number. Uh, no bet for me. I do want to mention the quarterback trend because I always think it's interesting when you got first time starters in the NFL playoffs, and you've got four of them this week. Since 2002, quarterbacks making their first playoff start versus a quarterback with playoff experience. The rookie quarterbacks in the playoffs, 17-35-1 and one against the spread. And that's not just rookies. I mean first-time starters. 17-35-1 and one against the spread. I do kind of like C.J. Stroud and his chances against the Browns. Uh, Tua, Tiger Baloa, and the Dolphins. Nah, I don't give Tua a great shot in Kansas City against that D and in that weather. Uh, Mason Rudolph of the Steelers, another first-time starter. Uh, sharp money on the Steelers a plus 10. Uh, that number's dropped to nine, nine and a half. And Jordan Love and the Packers drew sharp money plus seven and a half this week. Now Packers getting seven at Dallas. Again, the first time starters against quarterbacks with playoff experience. 17-35 and one against the spread. But you kind of like the chances of some of the first time starters in these games, including C.J. Stroud and the Texans against the Browns. That's the first game in Houston on Saturday, the second game, Saturday night in KC, sub-zero temperatures, bone-chilling wind chills. Uh, as Wes Reynolds says, not just going to be cold for the Dolphins. It's also going to be cold for the Chiefs players. And I think the under 44 are probably the best play here, and that's a bet I did make. Under 44, Dolphins, Chiefs. You know, we saw the Dolphins in near-ideal weather conditions on Sunday night against the Bills gets shut out in the second half, take a 14-7 lead to the fourth quarter, lose that game 21-14. Tua is not very good with pressure in his face. He's not very good with pressure in his face when the weather is warm. What's it going to be like in sub-zero temperatures with the KCD in his face 
on uh, Saturday night. I would think not very good. The Dolphins' defense is a little bit beat up, which is why I prefer the Kansas City side. And I did play the Chiefs on a money line parlay uh, with the Cowboys. I also got a, a separate money line bet on the Chiefs at minus 205. I can't see the Dolphins going into KC and winning this game. Would it, be, would it stun me? No, nah, not exactly, because we did watch the Chiefs lose on Christmas morning uh, to the Raiders in KC. But I think with all the injuries on that Dolphins defense and uh, the Chiefs being a little bit better equipped offensively in a cold-weather type of game, I trust Patrick Mahomes a little bit more. I didn't want to lay the points, and that's why I preferred a Chiefs money line play and a money line parlay play on KC. Uh, let's go to Sunday. Steelers and Bills in Buffalo. And uh, this total opened 41 at some spots. It's crashed all the way to uh, 33 at Caesars William Hill, 33.5 at Circa and DraftKings. So you're seeing a big adjustment in this number. And today there were reports of 50-mile-an-hour wind gusts and a foot of snow in Buffalo. And when you hear reports like that, obviously a lot of people are going to rush out and start betting the under. But a lot of value is gone from this number at this point. And how bad is the weather really going to be? I thought this this, uh, weather report or report, let's say, from Cameron Wolf of NFL Network was interesting today. I also watched Jim Cantori, the Weather Channel legend, on with uh, Pat McAfee. I hate the McAfee show, but I did watch Cantori to see what he had about had to say about the weather today. And I think the, the weather is going to be a big story and a big factor in how you handicap Steelers' bills. Let's uh, listen to this quick report from Cameron Wolf of NFL Network from Buffalo. Snow flurries just started to drop a little bit ago, uh, but all eyes are on 36 hours from now where there is talk about a lake effect snow ban potentially affecting the game. And when you talk to people here with players and personnel about the lake effect snow, that raises some eyebrows because that brings potential heavy snow. They're talking maybe a foot or more of snow, wind gusts that could be up to 50 miles per hour, things that could really affect the game. So much so that the Bills are telling fans we need shovelers. Come to the stadium. We need people to help shovel the field Saturday night into Sunday morning. They're offering people 20 bucks per hour. They're offering them food, offering them breaks. You got to be 18 plus, but please help us get the snow off the field. It's showing just kind of what they're expecting here in Buffalo. And I was in the locker room today and I spent time with defensive tackle Ed Oliver. He's a Texas guy. I went up to him to talk about the weather and I noticed on his phone, he's scrolling through the weather apps. He turns to me, he says, one foot of snow? I'm like, yeah, it looks like it may be. He was like, nah, I don't like snow. I've only played in one inch before. I don't want to play in snow. He's like, I got to wait to see what happens closer to the game. I hope it's not true. Uh, But there's a lot of eyeballs on that snow and how it affects this game. We all know if there's snow, it's going to be ground and pound. But the Bills do feel like they have an all-weather quarterback in Josh Allen for even if it does snow, they think they can still throw the ball. Yeah, I think that was a key there at the end of that Cameron Wolf report on NFL Network is that the Bills have an all-weather quarterback in Josh Allen. He's going to be able to run it. Hey, if he can't throw it, Josh Allen's a weapon uh, running the ball as well with his legs, and I think uh, that's one reason you like the Bills. I'll give you this trend, one reason not to like the Bills. Uh, they are 0-7 against the spread in their past seven as double-digit favorites, so the Bills have not covered these big numbers. And also, the Steelers have been pretty good as underdogs under Mike Tomlin, better at home than on the road. But the Steelers have not been very good without T.J. Watt. In fact, they've been terrible without T.J. Watt, their edge rusher, one of the top defensive players in the league. He limped off the field last week in Baltimore. He's out. Pittsburgh 1-10 straight up, 
four, six, and one against the spread in games without TJ Watt. All right, let's go to the next game on Sunday. Green Bay, Dallas. Cowboys, seven point favorites, total of 50 and a half. And uh, I'd like to sit here and say I got the best number, Packers plus seven and a half, but I didn't. I was too slow to pull the trigger. I do like the Packers side here. I played the Cowboys on a money line parlay with the Chiefs. I don't trust the Cowboys laying the points here. If I can't get seven and a half by Sunday afternoon, I'll take the seven with the Packers. That was a little bit of insurance. I want to give you some numbers about the Cowboys, and it's not really that relevant to uh, Sunday's game, but you know the Cowboys have had a lot of trouble in the playoffs, and this illustrates it. Since 19, January 1996, where were you then? Think back. Where were you then? Since then, the Cowboys are 5-12 and 12 straight up and against the spread in the playoffs. They've won a total of five playoff games in almost 30 years. Four and four straight up, two and six against the spread at home. And 0 and four against the spread in the last four. The last time the Cowboys covered a number at home in the playoffs, January 9th, 2009. Wow. There's some troubling trends here for the Cowboys in the postseason. Dak Prescott, two and four straight up as a starter in the postseason. And also uh, Sunday night. Rams, Lions, I did get the best number on this game. Played Rams plus three and a half this week. A little bit concerned about the Rams being uh, popular public dogs, but I like this side. The Rams are seven and one in their past eight. The one loss in overtime at Baltimore. A lot of times when you hear people say this team's going to be dangerous going into the postseason, you don't want to be in on that team because a lot of times that team loses right away. I do think the Rams are... The better team here and a dangerous team, though, so I'm going to stick with it, plus three and a half, plus it's a good number. Jared Goff's been turnover prone, and the Detroit defense has been on the decline here late in the season. And also, I like Sean McVay in the coaching matchup against Dan Campbell, who's uh, usually good for a game management screw-up or two. Uh, Rams plus three and a half Sunday night, so those are my plays on the Saturday and Sunday playoff games. What does Scott Kellen have to say? Las Vegas contest champ, professional handicapper who specializes in the NFL. Scott Kellen joins me next to break down all six games this weekend in the NFL. Come back in a couple minutes for Scott Kellen. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wes Reynolds was on the show tonight. We've got some golf betting action working in Honolulu this week. Hopefully, uh, we got some winners. The complete PGA golf betting show with weekly insights and analysis for every tournament from Las Vegas experts is Long Shots, our podcast here on VSIN. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, Chloe Bidlin give you insights for every tournament. VSIN sports betting experts and golf and casino industry guests appear on a regular basis, and that's Long Shots vcn.com slash podcast. Greg Hoops-Peterson working on the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast. Tonight, you definitely want to check that out in uh, preparation for the big Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday college hoops cards and a pretty good one on Sunday as well. Let's talk uh, football with Scott Kellen, NFL handicapping specialist from Las Vegas, winner of uh, Las Vegas contest in the past at sixcentsports.com and sixcentsnfl on Twitter. Scott, how are you doing? How'd you uh, wrap up the uh, NFL regular season in week 18? Hey, Matt. Good to be on. Happy Friday. Uh, no five-hour podcast for me, but uh, 
um, at any rate. Um, the season finished pretty well. Uh, I got lucky in some futures with Philly not winning the division and then Dallas actually winning the division and uh, Philly going under 11 and a half. So all that wrapped up very well. Um, I think I was, you know, probably pushed uh, basically on, on the uh, actual week 18 plays, but good season as a whole and uh, good to be out of the playoffs now. All right. Well, let's talk about the six games this week, Scott, and you can break them down for us. And uh, we're going to start Browns, Texans in Houston. This number down from, uh, it was three at DraftKings early in the week. Uh, now it's two, two and a half. Browns favored and total of 45. Yeah, I haven't done anything in this game yet, Matt. Uh, for me right now, there's still, you know, a few more questions than answers. Uh, really centering kind of around the injuries. Uh, looks like Denzel Ward got hurt this week. I don't know if he's going to go. I think there was some video of him running around today, so maybe he's good to go. But, you know, more importantly for me, I, I kind of want to see what happens here on the Houston side. You got Will Anderson and Greenyard, uh, you know, both questionable. They did not practice the first two days. And I think they were limited uh, on the last day of practice this week, along with Noah Brown, who kind of fell into that same camp. And then you got Rankins, who's on the defensive line, and Robert Woods, another receiver limited. So trying to get an idea of where they are. Um, but with all that said, my numbers favor Houston here. Uh, I think what I'll probably end up doing, because I would only take Houston plus three if we were going to do something straight up, uh, I'll end up probably playing Houston in a teaser here. You know, for Cleveland, obviously they've been much better with Flacco, 5.7 yards of play with him versus 4.7 yards of play without him. But, you know, I think it was West or somebody uh, earlier tonight was talking about their defense on the road. I don't know if that's just, you know, small sample size and noise, but they've allowed 22 points or more in every road game this year. And some of those offenses they played have not been real good. So, and their offensive line, let's remember, is very, has been very banged up all year long. So that's why I want to see where Anderson and Greenyard are as far as, you know, being able to put pressure on Flacco, who is a statue back there. And they've been throwing the ball a lot with him. So I'll probably end up playing Houston a teaser, have made no moves yet, uh, but that's probably where I'll go uh, once I make a play in this game. Yeah, I think Texans on a teaser does make sense. You get it up to eight, eight and a half. Uh, Scott, how about Dolphins and Chiefs in KC? And we talked a lot, everybody has this week, about the sub-zero temperatures and how it's going to impact this game. Total uh, has dropped from 45 to 43 and a half, and KC now a four and a half point favorite. Yeah, I don't know if I like my position in this one right now, Matt, and I might even get out of it because I was lucky enough to get a favorable number. But uh, I'm in currently right now at over 42 and a half, and obviously the weather is, uh, you know, not not great. What's kind of perplexing for me, you know, this thing's been 43, 43 and a half, 44, bounced back down today, then bounced back up to 44. So I'm kind of shocked that it hasn't just been bet straight down. Uh, a lot of it, I think, is probably because of, you know, all the injuries on Miami. Uh, I think they're well-known, Chubb, Van Ginkle, Phillips, Baker at linebacker who came back and now he's out again, Howard, the cornerback, uh, you know, those, those players, um, there's only like two other players that have had more snaps this year than those players. I just rattled off. And the other one is both their safeties, Elliot and Holland, I believe did not practice all week this week. They're questionable. And those two guys have massive amounts of snaps as well. You go back to that first game they played these guys that are definitely out, played the third, fifth, eighth, ninth, 12 amount of snaps in that game. And if Ellie and Holland don't go, they played the first and fourth amount most snaps in that game. Like they are just absolutely decimated on defense. So I think Kansas city definitely can score some points here. Um, you know, as bad as, you know, or average as their offense has been this year. And then from the Miami side, I think waddles in. So I think they're going to be fairly healthy on offense. Yes. The cold weather is, is, you know, not going to help them, 
but they're getting back Robert Hunt, uh, their guard, who's a pretty good guard on the offensive line as well, along with Armstead. So that's kind of, you know, my numbers support the over, even when factoring in the weather. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to hold that position because, you know, it's going to be brutally cold. And, uh, you know, you look at these other games that have been cold like that. They have, I think there's only one game that's even got to 45 points. So I don't know if I'll get out of it or not, but I'm currently sitting over 42 and a half and I may get my way out of it uh, just because I've got the favorable number to do that. That's interesting. All right, Scott Kellen at Six Cents NFL on Twitter, SixCentsSports.com. Scott, let's go to Sunday, another weather uh, game in Buffalo. Uh, Steelers are down from 10-point dogs to 9.5, actually 9 at DraftKings, and the total all the way down from 41 to as low as 33, but it's mostly 33.5 out there. Steelers, Bills. Yeah, I haven't done anything, and I don't think I will do anything. That's maybe a prop if I if I find something I like. But you know, it, it was interesting. I looked today, and we know Rudolph has played pretty well. I didn't realize nine yards of pass he's averaged in the three starts, which is pretty impressive. They've averaged six yards of play versus what the first fourteen starts. It was five point three yards of pass and four point eight yards of play. And yes, they played some bad defenses, and you know, the competition hasn't been great. But even when you consider the competition, their numbers have been vastly improved here. The flip side for Buffalo, you know, since they, they made the switch at offensive coordinator, I don't think their offense is any better. They're, they're averaging 6.7 yards a pass right now. They were averaging seven. They're averaging 5.4 yards a play. They were averaging six yards a play. They're now averaging 27 points. They were averaging 26. Their offense is, is kind of about the same or maybe even regressed a little bit. But I think their, their defense has definitely played much, much better uh, you know, since that, that has happened as well. Uh, for me, no play though, especially with the wind that, you know, with Rudolph playing a little bit better, I, I would love to, you know, have pr- probably possibly taken a shot with the over or some, something revolving around the points or even maybe even Pittsburgh, but, um, the weather is going to kind of, you know, keep me out of that. Cause I don't think he's going to have, he's going to be nearly as successful in this game as he has been much better defense, of course, than what they faced and, and the weather is going to uh, hinder them as well, I believe. Scott Kellen with us. All right, Scott, how about Packers, Cowboys? I was talking about the lack of success the Cowboys have had since winning that Super Bowl in January 1996. Only five playoff wins since then. Dak Prescott, two and four, straight up as a uh, starter in the postseason. And the Packers taking, uh, I would say, a little bit of sharp money this week at plus seven and a half. Now it's at seven, total of 50 and a half. How do you handicap Green Bay, Dallas? You know, my biggest question, I'm a Packer fan. Uh, you know, I bet on and bet against them, of course. My biggest question for Green Bay in this game, of course, like everyone has kind of said, is really their defense. Uh, and I don't think, I think there's a fairly decent chance Alexander doesn't play at the corner position. Um, you know, in a way, he hasn't had a great year, so maybe that doesn't hurt them uh, anyway. But I do question what they're going to be able to do uh, defensively. But, um, you know, this offense is on fire right now. So, my play here is probably going to be on the Green Bay team total over 22 and a half points. This offense is very good right now. Um, you know, they're averaging 7.2 yards of pass in these, since week 11 versus the 5.9 the yards per player way up. And Green Bay's offensive line has been fantastic. They're, they're sixth in the league in allowing fewest pressures, middle uh, or getting, getting the most pressures on defense and middle of the road and sacks on defense. And then on the offensive line, they're allowing the third fewest sacks and fourth lowest sack percentage as well. So in, in Dallas, I was kind of surprised. They're kind of middle of the road defensively, both in pressure and sacks. So I think Green Bay is going to be able to stave off that rush a little bit. Um, and Aaron Jones has been lights out here lately. He's, he's healthy finally. 
He's fresh. And they have a whole bunch of receivers, so they can run a whole lot of different things. You can't really go attack them and just take away one receiver or two receivers. They've got a lot of different formations, a lot of different receivers. And this team plays extremely well on turf inside. They're, they're kind of built for this, as is Dallas. But and, and Dallas has been very good at home, and they've had a lot of weak competition. Uh, and they've played okay against some of the better competition at home. But, you know, this defense has given up a fair amount of points. Forty, And some of these games have been on the road. 42 to San Francisco, 20 to the Rams. They didn't have Kyron Williams. Uh, Stafford got hurt in that game. 28 to Philly. 13 at home to Philly. But Philly had three turnovers in Dallas territory in that game. 35 to Seattle. 31 to Buffalo. 28 to Miami. 19 to Detroit. They had that touchdown at the end. I think uh, I don't want to really risk the Packers from a Green Bay defensive standpoint. So I'm going to take my shot here and go over the team total of 20 and a half points. I think they, they have a very good chance of, of being able to get there. And if they do get blown out, they're going to have plenty of opportunities at the end of the game uh, to try to get an old by the way as well. All right. Very good throw analysis there from Scott Kellen. Wes Reynolds just texted me and said, Scott never stops talking. He's a windbag tonight. <laughs> I know Wes would not say that about me. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> Scott, we got through four of the six games. I need you to hold on through the break. Get your quick thoughts on the other two games. Back here in a couple minutes with Scott Kellen and uh, my best bets for college hoops in the NFL. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs that much better. New players can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VEGAS. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code Vegas. Back here with uh, Scott Kellen, NFL handicapper from Las Vegas, winner of multiple Las Vegas handicapping contests at Six Cents NFL on Twitter and SixCentsSports.com. Scott, we got through four of the six games. Uh, let's talk about the other two. 
And uh, we're going to start with uh, Rams-Lions on Sunday night in Detroit. It's been a long time since Lions have had a home playoff game. This number down from 3.5 to 3, total of 51.5 to 52. What's your handicap of Rams-Lions? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm playing quite a bit in this game, Matt. Uh, I took the Rams plus 3.5 earlier this week, uh, and I also got a favorable number on the total. I played over 50.5. Uh, I would probably play this up to 52 even on the total. Uh, and then I've also come in, and, and I'm all Rams here, uh, played over the Rams team total. I ended up playing a found a 24, but I think universally here it's 24.5. I would play that as well. So, um, you know, I don't know if Laporte is going to play. It sounds like he put in a quote-unquote full practice today after not practicing, so we'll see. Or one of your other guests saying, you know, maybe he's just going to play around goal line plays. I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, the Rams – when they've had Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford, Kyron Williams at running back, and Nakua and Cup and, and playing at receiver, which is eight games, uh, they've averaged 6.3 yards of play versus five yards of play when they haven't had those guys all playing, and 7.1 yards of pass versus 6.2 yards of pass um, when they've had them and not had them. They've scored 26 points or more in all but one of those eight games, and the only game they didn't was Cup's first game back. Uh, so this offense and this offense, by the way, with all those guys playing would probably be the third ranked office offense in the league right now. So the offense is very good. And now they're going to get a Detroit Lions defense, which obviously is, is below average. Um, and against the best offenses that they've played this year, they've given up an average of 32 points uh, in, in those games. So, you know, either hobbled or maybe not even uh, playing Laporta. Khalif Raymond, he's like their fourth receiver, but he's actually had a very high yards per run this year. He is out as well. Uh, I like the Rams getting points here. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Both these teams take shots down the road, down down the field. Uh, you know, they, they will probably run the ball some. And, you know, at the end of the game, one team could try to run the clock out. That's kind of their style. Uh, but if the game's close, I think, uh, you know, the offense will stay there as well. And I think the Rams getting over the 24.5 points uh, as well is a very good play. So, I'm on the Rams, I'm on their team total over, and I've got some money on the uh, over for the game as well. All right, I'm with you there. And Rams plus three and a half. Man, the Rams have won seven of the past eight, and the one loss was in overtime at Baltimore. That's a pretty impressive resume. Second half of the season for the Rams. Scott Kellen. Uh, Scott, let's go to uh, Monday night. Eagles-Bucks. Philly, a three-point road favorite, total of 43 and a half. Yeah, I've not done anything this game yet, Matt. I don't know if I will. Uh, kind of waiting for the A.J. Brown news, and it's kind of trending towards maybe him not playing, but we'll see. Uh, Reed Blankenship also at safety, uh, possibly out, and you know they, they're really down at the safety position. We know what their defense has been like. Uh, here's the only thing I'd say in this game. I, I look at Philly, and with some of the metrics I see, um, their defense has, has been obviously very negative. We all know that. Their scoring margin is they've only scored five points more than what they've allowed. Uh, and now they're going on the road. So going back to 2020, when the wild card round started with the seven teams, um, looking at all these teams that have gone on the road with a negative or below average defense and a scoring margin of basically seven or less. Some of these teams have been negative. These teams are one in four straight up in those games. So, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. I'm not totally in love with Tampa Bay. Uh, I just know Philly does not have the metrics of a team in this round that's been able to go on the road and win a playoff game. Um, and if their defense doesn't get better, and I don't know how it's going to really, 
Um, especially if they don't have AJ Brown, I think they could be in trouble in this game, but uh, I have not played anything yet. Um, you know, possibly I would use Tampa Bay in a teaser. So I, it's hard for me to believe that Tampa or uh, Philadelphia will be able to win this game with margin or by margin regardless. Yeah, I hear you. At Six Cents NFL on Twitter, SixCentsSports.com. Scott Kellen. Scott, great to have you on again, and uh, have a good weekend, man. Appreciate it. All right, you too. Thanks. Good luck. All right, that's Scott Kellen, and uh, Scott's won multiple uh, football handicapping contests in Las Vegas, specializes in NFL handicapping, and uh, i got to tell you that Monday night game's not that appealing to me either. Eagles and Bucks. we did have Jeff Petch on the show tonight. And he said Kelly Stewart of Wager Talk has a best bet on the Bucks plus three. So I hope uh, for Kelly's sake she has a winner there. Quick recap. All season this Friday night show has been the Circuit Friday Football Invitational. And uh, tonight it's the post-tournament show. We had Jeff Petsch, the champion, on in the first hour. You can catch the replay up at vcin.com. Quick look at the standings. This is how the season shook out on our second tournament here. Jeff Petz, the Mad Russian, 70-51-5 against the spread, 72.5 points on top of the standings by four at the end. And he was 12-6 and six on the best bets. And again, as always, the best bets presented by Brooklyn's Best Pizza and Pasta. And uh, we, missed a stu- we missed a pizza in studio here tonight. All the, uh, the crew here at VSIN and myself, no pizza tonight on the post-tournament uh, show. But hopefully we get it back if we do a basketball tournament, maybe in uh, – a basketball contest in March. We'll see. Always great to have, uh, always appreciate Al Scalia's sponsorship of the Friday night show at Brooklyn's Best Pizza. Jeff Petch, the winner. Tony Gordon, second place. Tony and Jeff, each on top of the 2021 Circa Millions contest. Tony won the tiebreaker there, and Petch finished second. Payback for Petch. He finishes first this time. He gets the $15,000, the green jacket, and the trophy. For winning the Circa Million, you get a blue jacket, and Tony Gordon's got that one. Third place, Las Vegas pro better Scott Pritchard. Fourth, Weston Stratman of Nashville, Tennessee. Fifth, Chris Piper, a former Circa Survivor co-champ. And number six spot, Big Randy McKay, professional gambler from North Dakota. Seventh, Doug Kazarian, OnlyPlayers.com, former ESPN betting analyst. And in eighth, Chris DeBear Felica, the defending champ. At least he was. DeBear won the inaugural tournament here in 2022 those were the elite eight those who did not make the cut we appreciate their participation kelly stewart brad powers kenny white the team of frank betty and mattress mac jim mackingdale paul stone stanford steve coglin james salinas and chuck the Iceman edel and again uh, eight contestants cut we got to the Elite Eight here in the final two weeks. We appreciate the participation of all 16 contestants in the Circuit Friday Football Invitational. We'll do it again in 2024. Might expand the field a little bit. We'll see. But the top five finishers automatically invited back. And uh, the former champs have a five-year exemption. So Chris DeBearfleek and Jeff Petch obviously going to be back if they want to be in the 2024 tournament. Quick shout-out to the winner of uh, the Circuit Million the fifth year of the Circa Million Contest here. Matt St. Marie, a 39-year-old financial manager from Minneapolis, finished on top, 62-27-1. Hell of a record against the spread in the NFL by Matt St. Marie. Took home the $1 million top prize. And there was a uh, 
party and a, an award ceremony tonight at the D with Derek Stevens, Mike Palm, and the circuit crew. And also the four winners who shared the Circus Survivor pot of $9.2 plus million dollars. Circus Master, Jax Jags, L.A. Joneser, and Indiana Jet, who's Rob Brandt, who appeared on the VEASAN Tonight Show with Wes Reynolds and myself this week. Rob Brandt is Indiana Jet. All four of those entrants finished 20-0, and 0, picking straight-up NFL winners, $2.3 million apiece in the Circus Survivor. All right, quick look, wrap, wrap up the show here tonight with my best bets in the NFL. I played Dolphins Chiefs under the total of 44. Chiefs Cowboys money line parlay minus 125. I also played the Chiefs at minus 205. Uh, Packers plus seven. I'm going to wait to see if I can get a seven and a half again on Sunday. If not, I'll play the Packers plus seven. I did not get to seven and a half early, but I'll be on that side. And Rams plus three and a half. That was the first bet I made this week in the NFL. I'll tell you on the VSIM Pro page, I'm going to have three, let's see, four college hoops plays I'm putting up uh, for Saturday. If you're not a VSIM Pro subscriber, I'll give them to you right now. Syracuse plus 13 at North Carolina. Kansas minus six against Oklahoma. New Mexico minus three against San Diego State. And Oklahoma State plus 13 at Iowa State. I've got some college basketball futures to talk about as well. We ran out of time on the show tonight. We'll do those on the VSIM Tonight Show uh, next week. Thanks to all the guests on the show tonight. Jeff Petsch, the champion of the Circuit Friday Football Invitational. Jason Jarvis, Wes Reynolds, Greg Hoops-Peterson, and Scott Kellen. Stay tuned to the Sports Gambling Podcast. This is VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 